0: Welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. This season, we are reading through the Wolves of Mercy Fall series by Maggie author aka the Shiver series, as we like to call it. Mm -hmm. So, what happened last? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Dead wolf. Dead victor. Dead victor wolf dead victor wolf is the last thing that happened here Mm -hmm. um also grace ran away from home yes Cole it was feeling suicidal and i'm sure he's not feeling so hot now after he found his friend dead yeah isabel's dealing with his in her own Mm mhm sam's dealing with everyone yes so grace is dying grace is dying (laughs) (laughs) lastly Grace is dying. Grace is dying. We nearly forgot her. So, this is the last episode where we are covering
1: Linger. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to, I feel like I need to mention that we're discussing Maggie Steve Otter's mm-hmm. books. She's got a lot of different books on her website. She does a lot of different things. She's currently uh, starting a sequel to Brave, the Pixar movie, and is, going, is writing a, a book about. Mm -hmm. that character. So uh, follow her on Instagram also. And Mm -hmm. she's a cool chick to follow, I will say. Sorry. I just felt like that needed to be said. We start out with chapter 44 from Sam's perspective. And he says, I felt like I had dug too many graves this year already. Which... It's like March.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) But
1: he did. Like, they had to dig one for
0: Jack. Uh How many more? How many other... Not Shelby. Where's she at? Where's Shelby at? We're missing... Shelby and Olivia are a wall. They come up next one. Oh, I believe that. I know that they have to. Yeah. Jackie, I'm going to guess. Jack and Jackie. Maybe
1: Jackie was one of the graves he had to dig. I don't know. I can't think of anybody, but he had to bury Jack. And that's two dead bodies to mm-hmm. bury. So Cole and Sam are digging a grave for Victor. Sam picks up a spot that looks beautiful to him for Victor's resting place. He thinks about how it could have been Beck or Paul's animal body he was burying and how last year he was nearly dead just like victor after getting shot by tom
0: he's like man this could have been
1: me
2: yeah and god it's
1: not but also poor victor yeah and then it goes into grace's perspective grace sees cole having a hard time dealing with the death of his friend after they dig the grave so after he gets done digging the grave he sees victor again like they've Mm -hmm. got a sheet covering him and he's like oh my god i can't deal with this uh she suggests he say a few words for to victor And when he says he can't, she tells him they'll give him privacy. He responds, please don't. Sam waits for Cole to speak. And when he doesn't say anything, Sam recites a funeral poem. I'm not entirely sure who says this next quote. I couldn't really, I couldn't find it. Like, I mean, I couldn't find who actually said it. I think it's Sam. (laughs) typed it wow. <laughs> i typed it i looked for it as i was typing it i wanted to say it but i ten- didn't know exactly if cole was saying it or if sam was saying it because like sam grabs his shoulder mm-hmm. and he's you know trying to comfort him but i don't know if he says it or if it was cole
2: give me a, uh, give me a second if you can find it i'll give you a nickel or something it's because sam, 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 sam? It. okay so sam took a step toward cole and then carefully he put a hand on cole's shoulder This isn't Victor. This is something Victor wore for a little while. Not anymore.
0: Yeah, it's definitely Sam. I remember
2: that. Okay. So I was just looking for Sam said.
1: (laughs) Or Cole said. He says that about Victor and then Cole sinks to the ground.
0: Sad boy. Wait, he was sad, sad boy. He was. Sad boy. Yes. Sad Sad times three boy.
1: Sad, sad. Sad boy. Yes. And then it shifts to Cole's perspective. Cole remembers when he and Victor first started playing music, how full of life he was. Now he told Victor how sorry he is for everything that occurred and led them to this point. The wolves come to mourn Victor as a member of their pack. Cole realizes he's the only one there to actually mourn Victor for the human he had been. Ooh, that one hits
0: a little bit. It does. Because yeah, all the wolves are like, oh, pack brother you know mm-hmm. yeah and cole's the only one who really knew victor as a human for years
2: mm-hmm. and so he's the only one who can't yeah, mourn he, him
0: he has to like mourn alone yeah sad
2: sad 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 boy it's sad all right so now we're on to chapter 45 which starts out as sam's point of view sam can't decide which is worse seeing cole mourn for his friend or grace looking sicker by the minute a little bit later, Isabel appears when they are gathered in the living room. Sam tells her about her father showing up with Victor's dead wolf body. She then asks to talk to Sam in the kitchen alone. She asks him uh, what they were going to do now, and Sam is shocked that she thought he could fix this. Isabel tells him that he, Sam, is in charge now, and he needs to start acting like it. She also asks how long he's going to pretend nothing is wrong with Grace. He says he doesn't know anymore. more he could do. This just makes Isabel angry because she believes he needs to be proactive rather than reactive. Sam eventually, of course, thinks later that she's right.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they have two very different brains as is. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. But just how angry Isabel is about it. Mm -hmm. Like, why aren't you doing something? Yeah. It's very Isabel of her. And Sam's. Reactions are very Sam of him. Definitely, They're definitely not on the same page.
2: No, never. It's interesting though that I mean she does have a point, but also like there's not a whole lot Sam can do.
0: Yeah, but she feels like he's not trying at, at all. At all. Yeah. That Grace is dying, and he's just like, oh, my poor Grace. He's just in denial yeah. about it. Meanwhile, she has been like, even at the beginning of the story, whenever Grace was like, oh, all of this is over. Isabel was still doing research. She's still pushing, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of person she is. She's going to keep on doing what she can.
2: Yeah. All right. So the last half of this chapter is from Cole's point of view. So this is when at the beginning of this is where Sam and Isabel are talking. So it's Cole and Grace sitting in the living room um, trying to ignore the heated conversation coming from the kitchen. Grace asks if he, Cole, thought about the repercussions of being discovered there. Cole hears Isabel raise her voice while arguing with Sam and something about her tone equated to him that she must have a crush on Sam. We get it again.
0: We get it again. Cole's jealous. Cole is jealous. Yes. Yeah. He's like, My girl is fighting with another guy.
2: (laughs) She should only be fighting with me. Yeah, For real. Um, (laughs) Cole didn't like that thought and looked at Grace for her opinion. They finish the conversation shortly after and Isabel leaves. Um, Cole follows her out to the driveway to confront her about the conversation with Sam. He asks, why are you doing this to him? Isabel says that Sam needs to hear it. Someone needs to be honest with him. Cole asks who's being the voice of reason for her. She, being the emotionally stunted, outwardly confident, inwardly insecure, and screwed up gal she is. That wasn't any. We need to
0: enunciate that. Emotionally stunted, outwardly confident, inwardly insecure, and screwed up gal she is. That was me. Sorry. <laughs>
1: oh, no, I know that. I was going to say this wasn't uh, you. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say this is definitely some... Uh, Self-insert here.
0: <laughs> I know. I was, right after a type chat, I was looking over and I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, okay. But basically, being all these things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, coming back to this, Isabel basically says that she just looks out for herself. That she doesn't have, it, have to have anyone... To be the reason, uh, voice of reason for her. And then she quickly leaves. Cole then realizes that he's probably not going to shift anytime soon. But for some reason, he's actually okay with it this time. Mm-hmm.
0: He's got to stick around. Mm-hmm. He knows this girl's falling apart. Mm-hmm. I'm falling apart. Let's fall apart together, you know? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. not? Also, like, Isabel having to look out for herself. You can kind of relate that. Especially to Grace having to look out for herself all,
1: mm-hmm. all this
0: time. Which thankfully Grace has found Sam to lean on a little bit. Yeah. But they come from her and Grace come from two very different backgrounds, like as far as, you know, Grace grew up an only child in this small town, whatever, middle class family. And then I think her dad's pretty well off. Yeah. But then Isabel's rich rich. Oh yeah. From California. Yeah. You know, living this life.
2: I would say
1: Grace is upper middle class Mm -hmm. because her dad can afford to support both.
2: Yeah. And her mom can be an artist and they can live in a nice house. And she can get a car right off the bat. But Isabel is
0: upper class. Mm -hmm. And like, but the way they handle things is very different. Yes. But they still have so many similarities of like, they always have to stick up for themselves. That's also a personality thing. Yeah. Because Isabel's kind of like, oh, poor me, you know. While Grace is do 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 yeah, she's indifferent about it.
1: She, yeah, she just kind of goes with the flow, goes mm-hmm. with what's the problem at hand. You
0: no, know, even like Cole showing up naked earlier and Isabel kind of acting out about it, Grace would never.
1: No, <laughs> no. Grace would never. She doesn't
0: mind when it, Sam
1: was naked, but That's she true. was dealing with a wound.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter 46, we have Sam's perspective. Grace talks about all the things she wants out of life. You know, that red coffee pot. Yep. All the normal things, but obviously she's not in a good state right now. She's dying. She has a really high fever, the bloody nose situation. She knows her time is coming. Sam knows this is not going to turn out well. So Sam says, we need to take you to a, a hospital. She insists on not going because what are they going to do for her? Mm -hmm. She knows this at this point. She's been to the hospital with this case. But um, not too long after this conversation, she begins throwing out blood. So it has escalated. Mm -hmm. Sam calls 911 and Cole helps her clean up. The ambulance shows up and takes her to the hospital. Things are not going well at all. Oh, and it's just going to get worse from here. This is the point where you keep on reading.
2: Yeah. All of these books get to a point where you're like, oh, this is the part that goes really fast, which is why we'll end up accidentally going really fast because it's like back to back to back. And all the chapters are really
1: short. Like uh, the next two chapters, we're just reading off the page Mm -hmm. and they're less than a page long. Okay, so chapter 47 is from Grace's perspective. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Grace Bisbane. There was nothing particularly special about her which Caitlin's was Caitlin's problem with her. (laughs) Except that she was good with numbers and very good at lying. And she made her home in between the pages of books. She loved all the wolves behind her house, but she loved one of them most of all. And this one loved her back. He loved her back so hard that even the things that weren't special about her became special. The way that she tapped her pencil on her teeth The off-key singing she sang in the shower. How when she kissed him, he knew it meant forever. Hers was a memory made up of snapshots, being dragged through the snow by a pack of wolves. First kiss tasting of oranges, saying goodbye behind a cracked windshield. A life made up of promises, of what should be, of what could be. The possibilities contained in a stack of college applications. The thrill of sleeping under a strange roof. The future that lay in Sam's smile. It was a life I didn't want to leave behind. It was a life I didn't want to forget. I wasn't done with it yet. There was so much more to say.
0: Oh my goodness. It's written like she's already gone, but at the end she's like, "Uh uh-uh. I ain't giving up. Yeah. Keep going. Keep holding
2: on. (laughs) All right, so... Chapter 48 is from Sam's perspective. Flickering lights, anonymous doors, my heart escaping and drips. I'm still waking up, but she's still sleeping. This ICU is Hotel for the Dead.
0: Samuel. <laughs> Samuel. Okay, so we have chapter 49, which is from Cole's perspective. Cole, not being able to leave Sam in his pitiful state... Drives him to the hospital. Isabel calls, but Sam hands the phone to Cole because he can't deal with that conversation right now. Especially after the fight. arguments before and then everything with Grace. Well, on the phone, Grace lets out a scream that Cole says sounds like the Doe's scream. And she's yelling, Sam! You know, yelling, you think, for Sam. But then Cole sees a man and a woman storming in looking absolutely furious and he's like, who are these people? But then that man punches Sam in the face. So you quickly find out who that is. Oh, they called the rents. Yeah. (laughs) Which, of course, they did. She is 17 years old. That makes plenty of sense.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't want that to happen, though.
0: No, we did not need them in this situation. But there they are.
1: Okay. Okay. So, chapter 50, this is Sam's perspective. Sam isn't sure exactly what happened for a moment. He sees Cole pulling Lewis back and tells Lewis he better take it easy before he gets both Cole and him kicked out. Cole instructs the nurses to tend to Sam. They then remove Sam and Cole from the room, and the two were told they are no longer allowed because they aren't immediately family. The nurse tells them to stay close and hints at the fact that she doesn't think Grace is going to make it. She doesn't come out and fully say it like that. No. Um. She's like, I think y'all need to stay in the hospital. Just stay close by. And yeah. she says, just in case. And then she just cuts off.
0: When you have a nurse, a doctor, anyone like that mm-hmm. say, hey, maybe you don't want to leave. And then they use the words just in case. You know it's serious. Yeah. And I do want to point
1: out before this, Cole like is like, I didn't realize that hospitals smelt like death like this before mm-hmm. I was turned into a wolf. But their senses are heightened, man. Yeah. And so it kind of played into the chapter before where Sam's talking about the hotel for the death. But then the next one, the next part is from Cole's perspective. Cole knows what the nurse is saying about Grace is that she's dying. When Isabel arrives, she insists Cole, being the genius he is, helps them figure out a way to cure Grace. He tells them he will need more
0: paper. Okay, serious moment, but this whenever I was like he's rolling up those shirt sleeves, like I was into it. I was like, you know, I'm already into him and yeah. he's also a
2: genius, so yeah. that
0: really helps me out there mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> justify my attraction. Alright, so the next chapter is chapter 51 and it's from Stan's perspective and this is directly quoted from the book. There was no longer night than this. Cole and I in the cafeteria going over every detail of the wolves until Cole's brain was full and he sent both Isabel and me away so that he could sit at a table with his head in his hands and a piece of paper in front of him. It seemed amazing to me that everything I wanted, everything I'd ever wanted, hung on the shoulders of Cole St. Clair. (laughs) Sitting at a plastic table with a scribbled on napkin, but what else did I have? I escaped from the cafeteria to sit outside her room, my back to the wall, my head in my hands. Against my will, I was memorizing everything about these walls, this place, this night. I had no hope that they would let me in to see her, so all I prayed for was that they would not come out to tell me that she was gone. I prayed for the door not to open. Just stay alive.
0: Stay alive. Bring some Hamilton up in here. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm
0: just going to ease the moment, I guess. Yeah. Sad boy Sam. Sad boy Sam. The Sad fact that Sam, Sam times- has to put all of his trust into the guy that he hates.
1: He not escape. He doesn't hate him at this moment. No.
0: At this moment, no. But throughout all of this, he's like, Cole's been such a nuisance in my life. <laughs> and I have to put all of my faith into I'm saving the love
2: of my life. Mm -hmm. It's Sad uh, sad Boy Sam times 10. Okay, y'all are making me do
0: chapter 52, which is where it gets really science-y. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but we're going to go with it. Um, We're not
1: making you. This is how we started up the
0: plan. (laughs) I just landed with this chapter where I was like, I hope I don't get this one, but it's okay. (laughs) So chapter 52, we have Sam's perspective. Cole asked... Um, Sam and Isabel about the similarities between the wolf that Grace and Isabel found before, the one with the blood coming out of its muzzle and everything, who had died mysteriously. So, the similarities between that wolf and Grace. Sam and Isabel discuss the smell of that wolf, the um, sweet almond smell that we talked about. Cole tells them that it's a lack of shifting that may have caused the disease, saying Grace has never shifted into a wolf, so lack of shifting, and then the dead wolf hadn't shifted in presumably the 15 years. Sam asks Cole if he's suggesting that they should make Grace shift into her dormant wolf form, and Cole says... Yes, that will solve the problems, hopefully. So he suggests someone needs to bite her, Um, a wolf needs to bite her, to reintroduce that wolf toxin into her body to kind of bring up what she already has in her and that it's going to work faster than a regular wolf bite would because she already has the toxin in her body. Sam, knowing that they need to try this or Grace is going to die, he agrees to do this. So they got a plan. We don't know how it's going to work out. We're at that point where we're like, it could be this or this. This is the point where I was reading and I was like, oh, yeah, that this happens, right? <laughs> they realize they got to turn her, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, I read this book 10 years ago, y'all. Yeah, I
2: had no recollection of this book whatsoever. I, I didn't either. I remember nothing. As
0: I was reading, I remembered things. I
1: remembered a lot of shiver. I did not remember any yeah. of this book. I just knew, oh, I like this series. That was it. <laughs> That's all What's I remember. It uh, well, it's the mm-hmm. next season. What we're doing the next season? I had less of memory
2: about,
0: but I love. That I remember. One, I think that one co- will come back to me quicker. Yeah,
2: it, yeah, it will for me too. Just because there's a movie adaptation, so
0: I love all the hints we're
1: throwing out. We're not
2: talking about what it is.
1: Yeah. Nope. So next is chapter fifty-three, and this is the first part is from Isabel's perspective. Isabel decides that they want their plan not to work. Because if it does, if Grace ends up shifting into a wolf, they'll be in huge trouble. She led Grace's mother out of the room easily, easily, and I put easily, for a reason. Because let me tell you,
0: if you thought your child was dying, you would not leave their bedside <laughs>
1: for not whatever. You would
0: leave. I mean, we had Renee in Twilight who was like, Bella, you're doing good now. Peace. Bye. But uncle, she was in Florida.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. But she
0: wasn't dying. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, I still have a hard time with that one, but damn. I mean, like literally this this girl is dying. They didn't notice. They were just pissed off about the boyfriend. They're still not She's like
0: Yeah, okay, let's talk.
1: See you later, Grace. Hope you don't die before I come back.
0: Go yeah, get some coffee. Talk yeah. to Isabel.
1: But Isabel does this so Cole and Sam can make their entrance. Uh and then it's Shifts to Cole's perspective. Grace is still lucid when Cole walks into the room. She asks him if she's dying and he tells her that they're going to change her into a wolf. Pretty point blank like that, Mm -hmm. even though this isn't a brief she's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Go for
0: it. I mean, why are you going to argue, Grace? Yeah. Why would you?
1: Why would you? Because you know you're dying. Uh, He makes a small cut and spits into it to get the wolf toxin in her. I
2: can just imagine him, his face... Hovering over her cut open palm, and just a gob of spit landing down there.
1: <laughs> See, I think it's on her arm, but it's never no, really it says it says on her. It's, it's,
2: on her okay, her palm.
1: okay, that makes sense. He does. He cuts her though. He doesn't bite her because
2: it's like a uh, less scars that
1: way, less scars that way. And let's just talk about the fact that he explains that Beck had it down to a science because he injected them.
0: He has like a cooler of his spit. In syringes? Apparently. Why does this sound like a Carlisle thing? That's (laughs) why Carlisle would be BFFs. They would. They would be in the club. It's canon. Uh,
1: (laughs) It's not canon. (laughs) It's canon. (laughs) It's canon. Cole notices all the blood gushing from her wound and knows that if he was wrong and this doesn't work, he just killed her.
2: Because her blood doesn't clot.
1: And then it changes to Sam's perspective. Cole brings Sam into the room, seeing Grace there bleeding, convulsing, dying, hits him. Cole tells him to get the window as the locked doorknob starts to jiggle. Cole informs a panicking Sam that Grace isn't dying. She's turning. He kicks out the screen from the window and they place her outside. Sam tells Grace that he will find her no matter what happens, but she can't lose herself. She falls to the ground, still convulsing. Then, in her place, is a wolf with brown eyes. Cole offers to go with her. Sam tells him, Yes. No?
2: Wait, no. So. Oh,
1: okay. Sorry, I was jumping ahead. Cole offers to go with her. Sam tells her, yes, that he needs to leave so no one can recognize him. Okay, so you-
0: I took what you said and I reworded some things. Yeah, I but that remember. wasn't what no, I was
1: saying. So- I meant Cole's offering Sam- To become a wolf to again. To become a wolf to again. Start and to start over.
2: To start over? Yes. Because he because his cure won't be a cure in f- like 10, 15 years. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i forgot about that part so <laughs> cole's like hey sam i'll bite you i'll put my wolf spit in you do you want to start over with
2: her okay and both of you be a wolf together i didn't together. remember that
0: before i remember it
2: but okay. sam's like i he's like i can't, I can't do go that back to that i can't mm-hmm. do that yeah
0: which is a really selfish decision but on his part but he's also <laughs> selfless like it's- he tells
1: her he I think he apologizes to her, like in his head. He's like, "I can't, I can't do that
0: again." But she would want him to stay human.
2: Yeah, she would. She would. Want okay, it, hang on, it's right here. Says Sam Cole said, "I, I can send you with her. I can start you over too." He's like, for a brief moment, I saw it. You know, him remembering all that says, I remember standing in the middle of the street in front of the crooked bookshelf filled with certainty of a future, like after it became human. He says, I had heard the wolves howling behind the house, remembered how glad I had been to be human. He says, I couldn't. Grace had to understand I couldn't. And then he tells Cole to get out of there. I mean, I remember that now. I just didn't remember that. You're before. just so
1: focused on saying,
0: on Cole. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. No. <laughs> anyway. I not remember that part. I remember it now. Cole leaves with
1: Grace. And then Sam walks into the emergency room covered in Grace's blood. He lies perfectly for the first time in his life, saying, I tried to stop her.
0: So the decision was made so that it wouldn't look like Sam had corrupted Grace and they they ran away together. He tried to make it clear that, no, she ran away on her own. Mm hmm which I haven't read the next book. I don't know how that plays in, but.
1: It's it's a heavy, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I said, every book's got a different conflict and a lot comes to a head in the last book, which last books are supposed to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that takes us to chapter 54, which is the last chapter of this book. And it's from Sam's perspective. And I'll be reading the whole thing since it's only a page and a half. So it comes to this. I would have lost her either way. If Cole hadn't reinfected her, I would have lost her in the hospital bed. And now Cole's wolf toxin pumps through her veins, and I lose her to the woods, like I lose everything I love. So here is me, and I am a boy watched, by her parents' suspicious eyes, since they cannot prove that I kidnapped Grace, but believe it nonetheless. And I am a boy watchful, because Tom Culpepper's bitterness is growing palpable in this tiny town, and I will not bury Grace's body. And I am a boy waiting. For the heat and fruitfulness of summer, waiting to see who will walk out of those woods for me, waiting for my lovely summer girl. Somewhere fate laughs in her far-off country, because now I am the human, and it is grace I will lose again and again. I don't know how to pronounce that in German. Uh, always the same, every winter, losing more of her each year, unless I find a cure. A real cure this time, not some parlor trick. Of course, it's not just her cure. In 15 years, it's my cure, and Cole's cure, and Olivia's cure, and Beck. Does his mind still sleep inside of his wolf's pelt? I still watch her now, like I always did, and she watches me, her brown eyes looking out from a wolf's face. This is a story of a boy who used to be a wolf, and a girl who became one. I won't let this be my goodbye. I folded 1,000 paper crane memories of me and Grace, and I've made my wish. I will find a cure, and then I will find Grace. Oh my god god that was a beautifully written
0: last chapter beautiful and like sad but hopeful and you're like a lot of ever happened in this next book yeah and i want to talk about forever in a second but before that i want to talk about our overall thoughts on linger the story the character development the book itself as a sequel,
2: as a sequel, it's really good. Yeah. It's good for a sequel, yeah. Because there are a lot of sequels for books. I initial books I liked, and the sequel I absolutely hated. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um I'll talk about it a little bit later. But the <laughs> the um, the ending of this book felt very much like okay, you gotta continue on. Yeah, you know? which. First books, if you write a first book of a series, you need to have a solid, quote unquote, conclusion. Mm -hmm. Because while the ending of Shiver was still like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Sam is back and Mm -hmm. he's human. How in the world? It was still an ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was still, you could have made that a standalone.
0: Yes. But with this one, I, after reading it, I compared it to not a full season of a show Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel like. A lot happened. Yeah. I compared it to the first half of the I was about season. to say a mid-season yeah. finale. A mid, this is a mid-season finale.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, this whole book is setting up Cole as a mm-hmm. character. It's exactly. flushing out uh, Isabelle's, is flushing out Grace, too, mm-hmm. as a character. Sam was already perfect. Yeah, Sam's to be-
2: pretty established. Yeah.
1: yeah. Sam was already perfect to begin with, so no need touching him. Yeah,
0: he didn't really, like, go through a lot of... Yeah, we talk about the characters. He didn't really go through a lot of development. He kind of had to figure out how to be a leader, Mm -hmm. I think, was the biggest thing, and how to deal with people like Cole, who's very different from
2: himself. And how to work with a future as a human. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But he also still hasn't, you know, completely come to terms with his own trauma, Mm -hmm. which is a huge thing, Um, and I wonder if that will happen in the next book. Uh, Not saying you have to come to terms with something like that, but something like being near a bathtub, I feel like you need to work through that one. Yeah. We said he needs a therapist anyway. Grace, I think her biggest thing coming to terms with was, I mean, aside from, oh, I'm a werewolf now, was, you know, kind of realizing I don't have to sit back and let my parents, you know, treat me like this. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I need to stand up for myself, because she was very, like, blase about everything in book one. Yeah. She's very vocal of her opinions in book two. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, on deaf ears. Yeah, yeah, but she's still very vocal about it
0: anyway. mm -hmm. But considering how in book one, she was like, yeah, my parents are just like that. And now she's like, they're like that. And that like really sucks. And I'm going to tell them how much it sucks yeah. to be put in that position. And so do Amy
1: and Lewis miss their kid now that she's disappeared? I don't
2: know. I don't think uh, so. They just care about it because they want their perfect daughter to be where she needs to be.
1: Um, I'm going to go ahead and spoil a bit of forever for y'all. They find a dead body at the beginning
0: why do you have to do that i mean i know it's not her but so what do y'all think who the dead body is
1: no what do y'all think the reaction is because i think it's grace do y'all think
0: a dead wolf body or It's a dead girl a dead human body Mm -hmm. how what how much time has passed between linger and forever the whole
1: summer the whole summer uh, or i'm sorry the whole winter has passed.
0: Wait, what time of the year is it? Linger. I don't. <laughs> the uh, spring? It's, it's weird because, like,
1: she doesn't shift back. Maybe there's a time pass, but now it's turning into summer in the next book.
0: Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't so it like March?
1: Yeah, it's about I, that. That's why this was confusing to me because it was like, so it's like maybe a couple of months. Yeah,
0: it's real cold, in Minnesota. You know, it is. Um, but
1: how do you feel? With that, how do you feel that Lewis and Amy react?
0: Would there be an a? Um I think they're going to be going to media and being like, our daughter ran away. You know, trying to get the attention. Hmm. I was up? also
2: thinking attention seeking, mm-hmm. but I thought of more of it as in maybe a kind of some of that, but like them being like overly heartbroken. Heartbroken, reactive at the beginning and then immediately switching from that like after not that long of a time.
0: Or kind of being like she she left so like she's no longer a daughter of ours. Like she did this huge betrayal mm-hmm. and because we, you know, we tried to tell her what to do for once. Yeah.
2: So. No, uh, I don't think that they, they might think that but I don't think I they'd think say that to the public. I think it could pub, go like, one way or the other though. Yeah. You know, my brain is like, eh. Go this way or this way. I don't. If they think that, it's not very outwardly seen. Yeah. No,
0: they're not going to be like completely indifferent because, about it. <laughs> yeah, they want all, outwardly
2: all quiet. these people to
0: feel pity for them. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to know, but I'm not reading forever yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, um, I wanted to get y'all excited for the ta- next. Book. Yeah, I want to talk more about forever in a minute. Isabel's character development. She's still going through a lot of.
1: Yeah. I feel like you see more of the shit she's going through. You see a
0: lot of insecurities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's got two more books to develop. Yeah. C- because she has her other book. Center. Uh-huh. As well as Cole. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a part of that book too. Um, and I felt like he went through a lot of character development in this one book. Mm-hmm. Because he already had to go through a lot of sh- but at the beginning, he's like, I just want to be a wolf all the time. Then he's yeah. like, I'm going to kill myself. Then he's like, my friend died. And I like this girl. Maybe I should be a human a little bit. And then he's helping out. He's going to help find the
2: cure. He's like, mm-hmm. eh, maybe okay. I'm okay with being human now. I don't have to be a wolf all the time. Yeah. He's finding some like reason, reason in being
0: a human. Yeah. Like, some semblance in his life, which I think is really important. Forever, you already told us a little bit about it. I'm going to read a little bit of the, I think, summary. This is the summary of Forever, the third book in this series. So it says then when Sam and Grace met, he was a wolf and she was a girl. Eventually, he found a way to become a boy and their love moved from a curious distance to the intense closeness of shared lives. Now, that should have been the end of their story. But Grace was not meant to stay human. Now she is a wolf and the wolves of Mercy Falls are about to be killed in one Final spectacular hunt. That's where I thought this was going.
2: I mean, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> forever. Sam would do anything for Grace, but can one boy and one love really change a hostile predatory world? The past, the present, and the future are about to collide in one pure moment a moment of death or life, farewell or forever. Ooh. Forever more. Yeah, I thought I was like we're building up Tom Culpepper to just go off. Yeah, yep. That's exactly where I think this is going. Um, you said it's going to be summer and forever, which means a lot of wolves will be in their human forms.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily summer. It's going it, to be
0: warmer outside. Yeah. So I mean, obviously Grace is going to come back. It's part of the story. Yeah. But, you know, they're they're looking for that cure. Mm-hmm. They're on it. Cole and Isabel are going to team up and figure out what's going on. Um, Cole doesn't think the temperature really has to do with it. Nope. He thinks, you know, something about adrenaline and the hypothalamus. hypothalamus. That's such a fun word. Hypothalamus. That's obviously going to be a big part. Grace and Sam figuring out how to be together, you know, for mm-hmm. forever. I think the cure will become a thing. And... Certain people will take it and live out their lives as humans. Don't look for me for <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm trying not to.
1: Um
0: don't don't tell me any spoilers.
1: Rachel is still a plot device.
0: Yes. Olivia and Shelby are gonna come back in yes, some way. They I are. do know something about Olivia that I was spoiled myself on, so. Yeah. Uh
1: Shelby Comes back, we will see some more development of side characters like Officer Coing. Oh, interesting! He's yeah. back.
2: Like he like was there at the beginning of Linger and then disappeared. Yeah, and so I thought like it, the whole Olivia still missing thing. Mm-hmm. How big is their sheriff's department? Their police department? I want to know. But yeah, it's not, <laughs> that not that big. That <laughs>
1: was interesting. That I, that was the one that shocked me. Like, oh, okay, but he gets some more development. Or not development, but he becomes a part of this book more than you would expect him to.
0: I wonder if there's going to be like a group of people who like are advocates for the wolves, like (laughs) whether they are in the know or not. If we're going with this whole, the ultimate battle, take down the wolves kind of thing. <laughs> you know, through the mist, through the woods, through the darkness She's and She's got to relate to everything <laughs> as a musical. <laughs> like, I wonder if we're going to come to a head in that way. I assume so. I read. Mm-hmm. I read. I know it happens. <laughs> and then... I really hope some characters go through some more development. I hope Sam can come to terms with some trauma. I hope his parents rot in prison. I hope uh, Amy and Lewis they can still go suck a toe. I <laughs> yeah don't care about them still. Um, I hope they realize how amazing their daughter is and how they just really screwed up. And I hope Grace never talks to them again. <laughs> These are all my hopes. Reba, what are your hopes? What are your hope, dreams, and aspirations Honestly, I don't
2: want to have hopes because I don't want to have preconceived notions about this book. That's why I don't really think about what I think Mm -hmm. is going to happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't want to know
0: anything about it. Going into it. Because I like that with these books. Yeah. Kind of just going into them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I really enjoy that aspect of it i'm excited for y'all to read
1: it and figure out the end and i'm excited for our listeners to hear it and figure out like come up with your own ideas
0: what's so wild is that we read we read shiver in middle school which we are now 24 years old that was a hot minute ago Mm -hmm. we read linger a little while after that and none of us ever picked up forever
1: i never saw forever
0: None of us ever picked it up. It came- I did. I remember when it came out, but I just never bought it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. And it kind of has to do with my Twilight versus Shiver thing, where I was kind of team, oh, I think I liked Twilight better for many reasons, mm-hmm. even though I know Shiver is the better story with better characters. Mm-hmm. But... I think I said before, the readability of Twilight, it's just so much simpler for my little brain <laughs> <laughs> to read it. And also, it was so hyped up where you felt like you had to keep going in the series. Mm-hmm. Like, we all read all them the super books. fast. Yeah, we all read them super fast. We read them, they had all come out, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, there was that hype. There was, oh, I gotta know what happens. I gotta know what happens in this love story or whatever. Um, with Shiver... We weren't like that. No. We read Shiver, and we were like, solid book, A+. Mm -hmm. And we weren't like, I need to pick up the second book right now, or not enough to actually pick up the second book right after. I
2: think the the, the love story itself was not slow burn, the reading of the book is a slow burn. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and also, I think that Shiver and the Wolves of Mercy Falls series is way better
0: Mm -hmm. than
1: Twilight. But I think the problem was it wasn't as popular. Yeah. And so a lot of bookstores didn't carry the full series.
2: Mm-hmm. and They still don't.
1: <sighs> no, they still don't. We went to Books A Million and couldn't find.
2: We're trying to find the entire series at multiple bookstores. And you can only find at least one or two out of the three. I mean, also, a- at this point,
0: it's been out for so long. And typically, bookstores don't dock. The
1: full series. full
0: series of series that aren't super popular anymore. Yeah. They got other stuff they are willing to stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with me reading this series, I can't read them all in a row.
1: Yeah. Whereas,
0: right now, I probably couldn't read all the Twilight books in a row. But at the time, I could.
1: But I also feel like you're more emotionally invested in Mm -hmm. the characters of Shiver. So, like, the horrible stuff that happens it takes you a um, minute. You want to process mm. it longer. Yeah. Then like...
0: That's kind of like...
2: Okay, I don't read sad books. Well, it's yeah. also too... Sorry to interrupt. That there's a more limited set of characters in this. So there's yeah. a lot more depth to put to them than what there except is in Twilight. Rachel. Yeah, so yeah. Rachel. <laughs> She's just a plot device. Yeah. But um, We see
0: you, Maggie. I don't like sad books. So whenever I <laughs> end up finishing a sad book, which is really rare... I need something really, like, just, I don't have to think about. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. whatever. I know everything's going to be okay. I'm going to get that happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a little trashy. That's what I need. Yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing while reading this series right now. Yeah. Whereas Twilight, it's just so, like, thinking about it now, some of that stuff, I'm like, yeah, this is intense. Like, some of the stuff that Bella has to go through with, like, her mom and everything is kind Mm -hmm. of intense. Um, and then, you know, Edward having to deal with, like, I can't promise her forever, even though I'm going to anyway. Yeah. It's pretty intense. New Moon can be pretty intense. But it's still, like, you're not that attached. I guess no. we weren't that attached. I never. It's the real thing.
1: I mean, I read those series, and I never, for a second, was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm, like, in tears. Whereas this one, no. Shiver really... Pulled at my heartstrings. Mm -hmm. It's got a gut punch in it. This has got a gut punch in it. And I really can only think of two books I ever cried at. Mm -hmm. And this is one. And then Flowers in the Attic, which is also a series. But I never read the other books. Because I, like, literally was crying through the book across the room at the last page. And didn't want to pick up the other one because I was so devastated yeah. and i want to now but that's after 13 years of yeah. processing
0: and y'all, y'all know me y'all know my favorite things are things that you can just like easily absorb mm-hmm. you know like my favorite movies books music and stuff is just stuff that you can easily absorb which mm-hmm. is why i feel like i was always oh twilight over stuff like shiver yeah because it's a lot deeper and mm-hmm. a lot harder to read at times yeah so I'm like, I'm not gonna recommend that to everyone. <laughs> so this kind of
1: thing makes me think of
0: like the handmaid's tale. Yeah.
1: Which I like dystopians. And so I picked it up, I read it, I absorbed it like we do with Twilight. I absorbed it. I liked it initially, thought about it, and now I don't like it. Okay. After reading it. Yeah. And I feel like that's kinda I don't like that easily absorbed material mm-hmm. if you can't back it up. But I feel like these are not easy to digest. Mm -mm. There is too much heavy stuff going on. Every one of the characters is flawed. Needs therapy. Needs therapy. (laughs) And, I mean, like, they're real.
2: Yeah.
0: They're real. Like, these are people that, you know, you think of the Cullens, how they're so, like, untouchable. Mm -hmm. You know, they're these perfect people. They got issues, but we see from Bella's perspective, mm-hmm. so we don't really see their issues. These people, once again, you get four different perspectives and mm-hmm. linger. You see everyone's issues, and it's relatable mm-hmm. in a way. Like I talk about Isabel being like outwardly confident, inwardly insecure. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I feel that all the time. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like with Twilight, you. They point out a few flaws with the characters, but it's not the stuff that needs
0: to be pointed mm-hmm. out about
1: flaws. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why
0: that is. Hey, Stephanie sat down and she said, I'm going to write this book for myself, because mm-hmm. that's what it's for. And I'm going to write about these perfect characters who, like, I would, perfect want to be, I would want to be in my life and everything. And I'm like, Stephanie, if those people were in my life, I would get so bored. I need something messy.
1: Well, I mean, well, like... <laughs> <laughs> think of edward edward is a terrible person when you really get down to the nitty-gritty yeah. of it yeah he is a f- terrible person and i don't no- fault
0: him for all of that i fault no. stephanie for it but yeah
1: but nobody calls him out on it
2: yeah there's no
1: growth to it it's just like oh well he got but what he jacob. wanted in the end but yeah
2: <laughs> a little bit of rosalie
1: but they yeah. make jacob feel bad for being a dick yeah but he's not really being a dick he's
0: pointing out problems mm-hmm. So I I like this. Maggie sat down and really fleshed out the characters in a way where she was like, "Here's a page of all the amazing things about them. Here's a page of all the horrible things about them.
1: <laughs> and here's the page of all their traumas and why yeah. they
0: act."
2: She gave them depth and made them seem more human.
1: I started this episode with telling you a little bit about Maggie, and I also want to say this is, I think, her only romance mm-hmm. series. Like, the rest is, like, fantasy mm-hmm. and other stuff, so if you don't like romance, but you want to pick up a book with mm-hmm. a good prose, and what I'm going to imagine yeah. is some very good characters, pick up another one of her books.
2: Yeah, yeah I plan on reading The Raven Boys
0: soon. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's a very talented writer. Um, her prose, I I could never, I could never. Her dialogue, sometimes amazing. <laughs> sometimes, not with Rachel. Other times I'm like, no one sounds like this, which with a lot of authors, I'm like, no one sounds like this. Whenever I write, I'm like, no one sounds like this. But
1: you can't like make, it's very hard to make realistic mm-hmm. dialogue because you've got to cut through the realistic dialogue in order to get good yeah. sounding stuff.
0: And she's, you know, created these pretty solid characters, even though my feelings on Grace... I think that's personal. (laughs) It's very personal. I think that's personal, where I'm just like, what does she even do? (laughs) It's very personal. But she creates these characters that are relatable or like you can meet in real life. They have realistic names. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then she finds a way to weave together the romance and that like plot. Of, like, there are forces working against these characters and Mm -hmm. they got to figure out their way through them. Even though I feel like the plot is just, like, hinted at a little bit at the beginning of these books. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit in the middle. Like, it builds up just a little bit, and then by the end, it's, like, crashing at you. Yeah. That's why the last few chapters are so easy Mm -hmm. to, like, get through, because so much is happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which I appreciate, Maggie, just so I can write notes. Yeah. Um, It's,
0: like, very slow uphill, slow beginning, slow, 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 and then just you're diving deep.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's really easy to write notes for, because, like, you get that, okay, I'm going to write my notes. I'm so excited, and, like, you get through all the long Mm -hmm. and then... by the end you're like oh my god i've got three million papers to write and i also gotta write this and then there's (laughs) like
0: i was gonna say i appreciate and linger how it wasn't just grace and sam snuggling all the time
2: yeah for real there was a lot
0: more happening there was no sex in this they spent a lot of
2: time apart in this novel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: which happens a lot in sequels once again Mm mm-hmm I appreciate how they did not break up during this sequel. I do appreciate that. How the forces working against them were, you know, Grace's parents and then Grace's wolfiness. Yeah. Was what was working against them. I love how we got two different characters getting to see their story. Mm -hmm. I really, you know, as much as I bitch and moan about having to read all these perspectives, I obviously look forward to Cole and Isabelle's the most. (laughs) Same. Obviously. So like overall, like I think it was a pretty solid sequel. I it's not a bridge book. I don't n- remember what I said about that initially, but it is one where not a lot happened, but also a eno- lot happens. enough happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm interested to see what goes down in forever with you yeah. saying it has its own kind of plot and my. Um, preconceived notions about it mm-hmm. and what i think my predictions your predictions
1: yeah and thank you for listening this far into this season if and you're still here <laughs> if you're still here <laughs> these last two i mean like we read through two books and i hope y'all are as invested maybe not as invested i hope y'all are entertained at least as entertained yeah as you can be and y'all kind of <laughs> are enjoying our storytelling abilities. Know, maybe
0: you're listening and you're like oh my gosh like will they shut like, up this is horrible yeah will they <laughs> shut
2: up about grace's parents my god they go off so much
0: <laughs> I, I, maybe that's the most interesting part to you because you're like oh my gosh these people it's like watching trashy tv <laughs> where you just want to watch it crash and
1: burn yep <sighs> thank you so much for listening if that's all we got yeah. to say. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. And um, we're going to start off the next episode with forever.
0: Forever. And, and hopefully I'll know how the story ends within the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you do. <laughs> I'll have read all the book. Reba, probably not.
2: No. <laughs> we'll see. Probably not. If, if I we'll get some see. time,
1: I'm going to read center and let y'all in on that
0: one. Oh, my
2: gosh. We'll get that. for one that. deal. I was like, that's isabel's and cole's story and i was like well i'm kind of more invested in them so maybe i should read that one too mm-hmm.
1: yeah i'll let y'all have i'll see i'll let i'll we'll We'll, we'll trade around you know pass it around like we did back in the day
0: yeah thanks so Thank much for so listening much. to all of this mess remember to follow us on instagram at let's call it nothing pod and we'll see you next time bye bye
1: Love of mine, someday you will die, but I'll be close behind. I'll follow you into the dark.